Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Translation. I am your host, Mr. VHS, recapping the wire-to-wire victory for the Boston Celtics and the return of Hayward to their lineup and really helped them solidify their foundation and keep what was productive, productive on that court. Yes, yelling, screaming, altercations took place after the game two loss. But if nothing ever was voiced or no one ever was frustrated, then what was Boston really thinking about playing for? If they could not get fire lit under them for going down 0-2 in two games where they led throughout the course of those games and gave those leads up. But game number three, all that changed. Came out to play, did what needed to be done, and ended up with the W over the Miami Heat in this 117-106 victory for the Celtics. Tyler Hero was a man possessed in the second quarter, scoring 16 of his 22 total points in that second quarter. Him and the late, great Kobe Bryant are the only players to have that under their belt as a statistic for the age of 20. Kobe also did that in his playoff playoff game as well, too. He finished with 22, four rebounds, four assists, and was probably the only bright spot outside of Bam Adebayo who was able to work that pick and roll very well with Dragic at the start of the game, who was getting whatever he wanted. But despite that early and often basket, getting to the floor, getting to the hoop, the Boston Celtics went 60 points in the paint compared to the 36 of those Miami Heat series is now two games to one for the Heat. Bam, 27 points, 16 rebounds, one assist, 10 for 14 from the floor, 7 and 9 from the line with three steals and two blocks in this game. Hero with 22 off the bench, as I stated. Four for 12 from three, eight for 18 from the floor. Other bench supporting cast, well, Olenek with three, Jones with three, Iguodala only played seven minutes along with none with four. Very uncharacteristic for Iguodala not to see the court in the second half. Don't know if that is due to injury or just needed the rest and relaxation. They do not play till Wednesday for game number four. Butler wasn't down and on the court in the fourth quarter in this game when things were relatively a fighting distance away for the Heat as they looked like they were going to come back and take another one from these Celtics 109-104 with 46.9 seconds left. Smart gets fouled, hits his two free throws. It's 111-104. And for there, that was the final dagger to the Miami Heat in this game, number three, and the loss. 
I don't know why he wasn't on the floor. I don't know why Jimmy wasn't out there when a run needed to be had. He's been usually Mr. Fourth Quarter for the squad. Him and Dragon missing in action with that one. Butler, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 6 for 13 from the free, from the field, and 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Tatum had a game. Brown had a game as well, both offensively doing what needed to be done. Brown had 26 points, 11 for 17 from the floor, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals and a block, and 1 for 2 from behind the arc. Tatum, 25 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. He was 9 for 20 from the floor, 2 of 7 from the three-point line. Kemba had 21. Smart had 20 points, 10 for 10 from the line, 5 for 10 from the floor himself. Hayward coming back, 6 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 2 for 7 from the floor, and 1 for 3 from behind the arc. And the new dynamic he gives the lineup that Stevenson can throw out there with Tatum, Brown, Smart, Hayward, and Tice. He even switched it up to add, replace Smart, put in Kemba, keep Hayward out there. Just the ability for him and what he does for that offense gives him an extra shot in the arm with ball handling, rebounding, offensively, defensively, and just gets guys in the right position. Just a great, great addition to the Celtics right now. They really needed somebody that could change the way, the schemes, the setups, the whole lineups they were throwing out there. It does extend their bench a little more. Having Hayward come off and do what he does off the bench and still be able to find the right pass, the right play. He got to the foul line easily in that 2-3 zone. Had to take him out of the man once they started doing some picks and rolls, and it was easy for the Boston Celtics to feel comfortable. Yet, they almost, almost gave this game away, but they did not. They led wire to wire, did not relinquish the lead, and it's 2-1. They're shooting 48% in the game, 41 for 85 from the floor, 9 for 26 from the three-point line, out rebounding the Miami Heat 50 to 42. They've been shooting extremely well throughout the course of this entire series, but the inability to close out games, they could be up 3 nothing. I think they know that and I think this game 3 was that urgency game showing that if they just take care of what they need to do, play each possession, play a complete 48 minutes, it's a different construct to this whole series. Now that Hayward's back in the mix of things, their bench has now got an extra body to play with. It should be a well-fought-out series. Looking for this game series to extend to seven games. I think it's going to be a dogfight now that people are at full strength. They got a couple days off to go through film and analyze the in insufficient defensive sets as well as the offensive blemishes that both teams have to get going on the right track and make that push for 
the NBA Finals. And tonight's game, number two, the Los Angeles Lakers up against the Denver Nuggets. And they have to, the Denver Nuggets, have a better performance and less foul trouble by the Joker and by Jamal Murray. They cannot be spectators in this series. And they can't have the mental lapses and the frustration fouls going against them because they're not getting the calls that they think are fouls. They need to be on the court. They need to be issues. They need to be factors defensively, offensively. But them watching in that second quarter of game one due to foul trouble had them really unable to get back into the things in that third quarter of that game that the Lakers did win against the Denver Nuggets, 126-114. 53% to 49%, the Lakers shot over the Denver Nuggets from the floor. 11 for 26 with the Lakers from three. Nine for 26 were the Denver Nuggets. 42% Lakers, 35% for those Denver Nuggets who out-rebounded the Lakers but weren't able to get the contribution assist to scoring ratio as the Lakers were early and often. They finished with 33 points. 33 assists, I should say, compared to the 23 assists. They had 10 steals over the three of the Denver Nuggets. Turnovers, even though points in the paint were what they were, 52 to 54 in favor of the Lakers. The turnovers, the steals, the defensive aspect of things, the Lakers seem to be locked and loaded on that side. Dwight Howard, well-rested, understands his role here against the bigger Nikola, but knows how to defend in the low post, knows how to move his feet. He's not going to have the same ability as he did over Zubats to score and shoot. JaVel McGee is also an active body who can move laterally and get in front and stay in front of Joker. If he wants to sit his size on JaVel, they'll switch to Dwight and make it a complicated issue for him. But other guys got to exploit their mismatches on those switches in the low block area if the possibility presents itself and just get the Lakers in bad spots, bad switch, and punish them when the lower, smaller man is in the post area. But they really need to have a game that makes a statement in regards to how they're going to play this series going forward. They're not really stopping anything, and the Lakers are having their way, especially Anthony Davis, who was just shooting the lights out, 12 for 21 from the floor, also 12 for 15 from the free throw line, 37 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists in 32 minutes. Who's going to be guarding him? They have Grant on LeBron James, but... LeBron James can facilitate a lot better than Kawhi Leonard has in his career because he's been that player throughout his whole entire career, running the point, getting others involved, and making sure 
that his teammates are moving and running their offense. Jamal Murray's got to be locked in early, stay focused, and try to put some pressure defensively on the interior of the Los Angeles Lakers, trying to get to the hole or the foul line, looking to score at all costs. And the Joker, he just got to be himself, play his game. Don't worry about the bumps and bruises throughout the course of this game. Just finish with the W. And it's going to be a hard-fought series for the Denver Nuggets. If they are not ready to just forget about the first two series that they were in, the excitement that was in those, and focus on the real task at hand, and that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Pressure right now is on anybody and everybody in this series and the team that handles it well usually comes out victorious throughout the course of this series. It's going to be a game number two where the Lakers can separate themselves from those Denver Nuggets, push it to a 2-0 series lead, or the Denver Nuggets can come back and win game number two and show the Los Angeles Lakers that this is not going to be an easy series for you. You're going to have to fight us to get past and get through to the next round. We're not just going to roll over and have you do your own bidding. Just like Denver did to the Clippers throughout the course of those three games where the Clippers only had to win one, they were able to bend and break those Clippers in each one of those games they were down. I said before in the Houston series that LA learned from the Rockets and what a surge can happen from an offensive team. But defensively, if you're not engaged and you don't stop or run and you don't have that same energy on that side of the ball when you're when a team is pushing and pushing and hoping that you just fall over that cliff, you have to respond with the same urgency to push them back to their starting point to let them know that the pace of play is not going to be dictated by you. It's by us. We are the better team. We are the more superior, talented offensively and defensively. And that's what the Lakers did to the Houston Rockets. They also did that to the Portland Trailblazers as well, too. And this first game was looking as if everyone was looking at how the Lakers would respond if Denver would actually win it like the previous two series. But the Lakers well-rested two big men for a big-on-big performance. Anthony Davis has the ability to play the four. Rondo comes in, switches the whole things up, pushes to the five. You have Dwight playing as well, too. A lot of... Just They just look fluid. Everybody knows where they're supposed to be. You're getting easy hoops. You're getting alley-oop dunks. You're getting volleyball spikes by Dwight. Morris is shooting well. Rondo's playing defense, distributing, knocking down open shots as well, too. Codwell Pope. You also got Green is doing damage at the three-point line. And Denver's got to ask, where is the rest of our supporting cast? Harris only had five points. He was two for seven from the from the floor in that game. One for four from behind the arc. Grant had nine points. He was three for 11 from the floor. 
one for six from three. Millsap with five, two for five from the floor, one for one from behind the arc. And the bench did get minutes late in this game, made them more productive point-wise, but throughout the course of the game, they were nowhere to be found. And the Lakers look to go up 2-0 and look to bring it to the Denver Nuggets who don't want to see themselves down 0-2 in a series against these Lakers looking to turn the tide. And if it is a 2-0 series lead, don't want to say it's going to be over. But what else will Denver do if they do not pull off a victory tonight? Is there anything that they can show the Los Angeles Lakers that would make them think that there was an issue going forward or if the Lakers figured out what to do, how to do it, and when to do that? Throughout the course of the game, LeBron James had two points in that first quarter, was more of a facilitator, finished off the game with 15 points, 12 assists, and six rebounds, and six for 11 from the floor. Didn't really force, picked his spots. A lot of dunks, a lot of fast break opportunities were brought about by the Lakers due to their defensive presence on the Denver Nuggets and the foul trouble that their young stars had to be in and sitting on that bench in the second quarter. If those two cannot stay engaged and not keep themselves on the court, then Denver is going to have to find other people to get involved. Morris off the bench. You also have Porter Jr. Plumlee has got to be productive. Craig as well, too. More of a defensive individual, but can knock down some threes. But if they're not able to stop the Los Angeles Lakers offensively, and Antonio da- Anthony Davis, I don't know why I keep calling him Antonio Davis, but Anthony Davis is a problem for anybody wanting to guard him. Proven that previous series before, as he was in New Orleans as well, too. And people forgot and slept on the fact that he was this guy in New Orleans who had no supporting cast around him, only Holiday. He played with Rondo. He had other people throughout the course of his playing career, but none as LeBron James is and what LeBron James brings to a team and the amount of attention he gathers offensively and what he can do defensively. Anthony Davis is in this mix. He's playing his best basketball, comfortable, and being able to get what he wants, where he wants, and whenever he wants, shooting over 50% from the floor throughout the course of these playoffs. And no team has been able to stay with him. He wants to get to the hole and beat his man off the low post. He can do that early and often. And all you got to do is get ready to knock down open shots if they double down and the rotation isn't there. But one game it played in the WNBA today. And that was, to me, wasn't really an upset Connecticut Suns have been hot as of late. They defeat the Las Vegas Aces 87-62 to 
to take a 1-0 lead in that series. Jasmine Thomas went bananas. 31 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. She was 13 for 18 from the floor. 3 of 6 from behind the arc. Vegas had Asia Wilson MVP with 19 points, 9 rebounds, 8 for 15 from the floor. The only other person scoring in double figures for the Las Vegas Aces was Jackie Young. She had 17 points. And that was about the support that was mustered by the Las Vegas Aces in the first game. Lisa Thomas, 18 points for the Connecticut Suns. Six rebounds, five assists off the bench. Edmund, 14 points, three rebounds, three assists, four for seven for the Connecticut Suns. They take that series lead, one nothing, 50% from the floor, 42% from three. Vegas was one for 14 from behind the arc. Out-rebounded, out-assisted, out-played throughout the course of this game. And they have a 1-0 lead. 87-62 Connecticut Suns over the Las Vegas Aces. The Minnesota Link and the Seattle Storm were supposed to play at 3 p.m. today. But that was postponed due to a COVID test that was really inconclusive test results. So there's something that needs to be looked at for that game. When it does take place after the tests do come in, they can figure out what transpired, what needed to do. But inconclusive means it's not a negative test, so why put anyone at risk? Smart move for not playing that game and figuring out what the issue was. But that was supposed to be Sunday, but Connecticut Suns take a one nothing lead over the Las Vegas Aces and the Minnesota Link and the Seattle Storm. Well, they have to wait another day to start their semifinal matchup. And that is the WNBA recap. NBA game tonight, the Lakers versus the Nuggets. That kicks off at 7.30. And we will see what Denver brings. Will they have a, a need, energy, a desperation in the air to take this game and even off the series at one apiece? Or are the Los Angeles Lakers on a mission to get themselves back to a championship round in the NBA and hang another banner in those rafters for the Los Angeles Lakers? They're playing that way. Everyone's engaged that way. And it seems as if one team stands in their way, and that is the Denver Nuggets. Game number two tonight at 730 Lakers could be up 2-0 by the end of this night. Once again, thank you for listening to Lost in Translation. I'm your host, Mr. VHS. We will see you as I will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Mask up. Be safe. For those 